than toys of my own. Her big girl treasures were much easier to break and much more appealing. Likewise, when I was 10 and she was 12, the earrings and makeup that she was slowly being permitted to experiment with held my attention, while my former obsession with catching bugs seemed to be a distant and fading memory. It was a trend that continued year by year, and except for a few bruises and threats of terrifying haircuts while I was sleeping, one that my sister handled with tolerance. My mother continually reminded her as I entered junior high wearing her new hair clips that it was actually a compliment to her sense of style. She told her as I started my first day of high school wearing her clothes that one day she would laugh and remind me of how she was always the cooler one of the two of us. I had always thought that my sister had good taste, but never more than when she started bringing home guys. I had a constant parade of 16-year-old boys going through my house, stuffing themselves with food in the kitchen or playing basketball in the driveway. I had recently become very aware that boys, in fact, weren't as icky as I had previously thought, and that maybe their cooties weren't such a terrible thing to catch after all. But the freshman guys who were my age, whom I had spent months giggling over at football games with my friends, suddenly seemed so young. They couldn't drive and they didn't wear varsity jackets. My sister's friends were tall, they were funny, and even though my sister was persistent in getting rid of me quickly, they were always nice to me as she pushed me out the door. Every once in a while I would luck out and they would stop by when she wasn't home. One in particular would have long conversations with me before leaving to do whatever 16-year-old boys did. It was still a mystery to me. He talked to me as he talked to everyone else, not like a kid, not like his friend's little sister, and he always hugged me goodbye before he left. It wasn't surprising to me that before long I was positively giddy about him. My friends told me I had no chance with a junior. My sister looked concerned for my potentially broken heart. But you can't help who it is that you fall in love with, whether they are older or younger, taller or shorter, completely opposite or just like you. Emotion ran me over like a Mack truck when I was with him, and I knew that it was too late to try to be sensible. I was in love. It did not mean I didn't realize the possibility of being rejected. I knew that I was taking a big chance with my feelings and pride. If I didn't give him any of my heart, there was no possibility that he would break it. But there was also no chance that he might not. One night before he left, we sat on my front porch talking and looking for stars as they became visible. He looked at me quite seriously and asked me if I believed in wishing on the stars. Surprised, but just as serious, I told him I had never tried. Well, then it's time you start, he said, and pointed to the sky. Pick one out and wish for whatever you want the most. I looked and picked out the brightest star I could find. I squeezed my eyes shut and with what felt like an entire colony of butterflies in my stomach, I wished for courage. I opened my eyes and saw him smiling as he watched my tremendous wishing effort. He asked what I had wished for, and when I replied, he looked puzzled. Courage? For what? he questioned. I took one last deep breath and replied, To do this. And I kissed him. All driver's license holding, varsity jacket wearing, 16 years of him. It was bravery I didn't know I had. Strength I owed completely to my heart, which gave up on my mind and took over. When I pulled back, I saw the astonished look on his face. A look that turned into a smile, and then laughter. After searching for something to